Welcome back, everyone. Episode 44, 44 of Devil's Army Cast. James and Chris, What's the up? duo, as always. Uh, today is April 2nd, Friday. Good Friday. Happy holiday out there to everybody if you celebrate. Passover was recently too, so whoever celebrates that, whatever you celebrate, yeah, you know. I don't know the holiday differences or whatever, but happy holidays, you know. Yeah. Um, today we're recording this, like I said, on Friday before the Devils game, Devils play tonight. We're doing like a day recording episode because Chris and I both have off from work. <laughs> So that's the timeline here. So you know, like when we're talking. So the mm-hmm. Devils play the Capitals tonight. Speaking nice, of that, gonna I be a barn burner. I gotta do my editing, editing. You know, because yeah. I have to deal with all the editing and stuff. I gotta get that pregame out for y'all. So yeah, that'll be dropped sometime today. Episode forty-four. Like I said, Devils history only three number forty-fours. Stefan Riche. Riche. Yep. Mr. Alec Yelanas. Yelanas wore it for like a call-up number. Then Miles Woods had it. So only three in Devils history. Hopefully you guys will be listening to this on Saturday the 3rd. So we're not going to be previewing or talking about tonight's game at all. Because, you know, it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. What we'll be talking about today, current news, game recaps. Only two the past week. A little slow week, I guess, if I did my uh, scheduling correctly. Game previews for next or this upcoming week. The TBD section, which is this week, it's just going to be we're going to discuss uh, Devils prospects, how they're doing. Talk about the first round picks the Devils had in the last. Kind of like talk stats. Some of them I could provide some insight because I've watched a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But mainly it's just going to be a stat update on those guys where you got a really short stock up, stock down segment. I mean, there was only two games in the past week, so not much we could really talk about there. Provide a little Binghamton Devils update. This one's going to be a short episode, and we're really going to get into it next week. We're going to have like a full-on trade deadline breakdown preview episode because that's upcoming on the 12th of April, so that'll be our next episode. Something to look forward there on episode 45. So, all right, current news time. The Buffalo Sabres' historic 18 game losing streak came to an end as they defeated the lowly Philadelphia Flyers 6 1. Funny enough, I think, was it a game or two before that victory? They had a 3 0 third period lead against the Flyers and ended up losing it in overtime. They got back at those Flyers and beat them and their streak of 18 straight. Good thing it that broke now brutal. because the Devils have them coming up, and I did not want I did not yeah. want the Devils to be that team. It was so. getting to the point of who's going to be that team, you know? Who's going to be yeah, the team? It was the Flyers. I just hate to see it, you know? They're just so. imploding, man. Yeah, not good. Nikita Gusev was placed on waivers. Some waiver news Devils are related. He, I guess we'll actually find out 15 minutes from now if he was claimed. Because it's 11.46 right now, or 11.45, and the, we usually hear around noon. I would not expect him to be claimed for whatever reason this year in the NHL, and Chris and I were just talking about this before we went live. There's No one's getting claimed, uh, especially players with some meat on their contract. I think Goose has only making like 2.75 mil, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't know if it's like an unwritten rule where – NHL GMs aren't claiming each other's players or if it's more so cap related, COVID related, not stretching budgets. I think it's a budget one, but you never know. So 
Shane Gosfair was another guy on waivers. He uh, he cleared. I would have loved to see the doubles put a claim on him. Mm-hmm. His contracts not bad. I mean, there's only like a year or two left on it, and it, the the price tag ain't terrible. He's a he's a solid second pairing D man. Really solid offensive defenseman. Great on the power play. He went unclaimed. So, but yeah, are you surprised to see Gusev on waivers? I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I I was surprised. Um, I mean, I guess it makes sense with them, you know. Did we talk about Tyce Thompson being in practice and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, we kind of possibly hit trying on to rotate week, like uh, new guys this, in. You know, you got to make room. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's not like he's gonna when he. I presume he clears waivers. It's not like he's gonna go play in Binghamton. He he'll be on the taxi squad. I think this move is just to get him taxi squad eligible. Mm-hmm. Which, if you think about this. I know it sounds kind of weird, increases his trade value a little bit because now teams don't have to pass him through waivers to put them on to put him on their respective taxi squad. So they yeah. have more flexibility if they wanted to acquire Nikita Gusev. So True, true. So that's another way to look at it. Goose is it's just been a really disappointing year. I'm sure he still has it in him. I mean, he he was just electric last year. His defensive games always need work, and this year, believe it or not, I think he's a little better defensively than he was last year. It's just his offense; it's just been awful this year. It's a shame, but um, yeah, hopefully he figures out whether it's in New Jersey down the road or somewhere else. But we're rooting for Goose. Yeah. Uh, what else is new? Matt Hellickson. Devils 2017 seventh rounder per the Devils insiders on Twitter. Don't know how legit this report is. Supposedly Matt Hellickson's going to report to Binghamton. 2017 seventh rounder, six foot, 183 pounder. He's a defenseman, already 23 years old. He played, I believe, his four seasons, three seasons at Notre Dame. Go Irish. He had eight points in 29 games this year. It was hard finding a scouting report on this guy because as a seventh-round pick, it seems like he's a a little more defensive, reliable Riley Walsh, who's like more of an – he's like an offensive defenseman that could play a little more defense than Riley Walsh, but his offensive skills aren't as good as Riley. It's hard to like find a comparison for this kid. I mean, he he should be a decent AHL defender, maybe. If he mm. works out, I mean, he won't. He shouldn't do anything in the NHL. But yeah, nice reinforcements for the Binghamton Devils, who are just on life support down there right now in the AHL. It's not going well down there. Any any reinforcements they could get is a good thing. So, more college hockey talk. Um, we got the Frozen Four, which is going to take place. I think I saw April eighth is the next time these teams play. Four teams remaining. Minnesota Duluth will take on UMass, the Minutemen. Minnesota State will take on St. Cloud State. So those are your Frozen Four matchups. Of course, the winner of those play in the NCAA championship game. So a little college hockey update for y'all that enjoy that stuff. I talked about the trade deadline being on April 12th. That's coming up. We'll have our preview episode next week. Besides that, Chris, any current news I may have missed that you have caught? Um, I I don't believe so. I think officiating has been like still a controversy cause yeah, because stuff happens. Yeah, because it sucks. It always sucks. <laughs> yeah, so. and I know we uh, we kind of talk about how we're not the hugest fans of Jack Edwards, but I did see his call on like the the Zaka non call on like the trip or something on Krejci. I think in the first game, and uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, that was a I mean, yeah. You know, I'm usually not on Jack Edwards' side for stuff, but yeah, no, he's kind of. Jack Edwards is the one that's worst humans. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he kind of has a point awful. here. Well, yeah, I mean, anyone can tell you that yeah. that was a blatant trip. <laughs> I just don't want to have to listen to it from no, Jack I Edwards. Agree. That guy sucks. So, all right. 
So before we move on here, I kind of wanted to like go over how the standings are looking right now because we haven't talked about that in a while. And on a shorter episode, I think this would be a good, not not like a time filler, but a good little discussion we could have. So we'll go through the Discover Central Division. Was that you that got all fired up when they uh, added uh, sponsorships to the divisions? I can't um, remember if that was you or someone it else. It wasn't the divisions. It, it was, was the, the helmet thing. I wasn't yeah. a fan of the helmet. So Discover Central Division, <laughs> we'll go through them. Yeah, I, I actually kind of like getting back off track is the helmets. Most of them actually look pretty good. Yeah, they don't look as bad as I thought they would. There, there's a couple of them, though. I'm like, what is even that company yeah. and what is going on there? I think the Flyers are one of them. I was like, what the heck is that? Anyway, Discover Central Division. Tampa Bay Light. We'll go by point percentage here. Mm-hmm. So the Carolina Hurricanes are actually first by point percentage in this division at a point percentage of 729. They're 24-8-3. Um, me and you both pegged the Carolina Hurricanes as top, like one of the top two teams in this division. I felt it could go either way here between Carolina and Tampa. Whoa, look at that. They're 11-1-3 at home. Would you looky there? Teams that win at home are good. Something the Devils have to take note of. Anyway. Carolina Hurricanes are number one in this division. Tampa Bay Lightning are number two at 25-9-2. They're a wagon. Don't even have Nikita Kucherov, who they'll actually get back for the playoffs. A lot of people are not happy about that. It is what it is. So I think people are just jealous of how good Tampa Bay Lightning are. Yeah. For sure. Number three right now, one of the bigger surprises in the NHL this season are the Florida Panthers. They're 24-9-4, Chris. Sheesh. Um, yeah, Florida Panthers are rolling. Chris Drager, I believe, is the one that's carrying that load there. I don't even think uh, – I think Bob's having another down year there in Florida. Chris Drager, I think, has been playing a lot of games out there for Florida. Mm-hmm. So, good for them. Um, I have no gripes against the Florida Panthers. So, the Predators have been on fire recently. They're 8-2-0 and in their last 10. They've moved into that last playoff spot, Mr. John Hines and crew. They're 19-8-1, so they're sitting in the fourth spot right now. Chicago Blackhawks are 17-16-5. They're in the fifth spot. They're one of the more surprising teams this year. They're starting to fall a little bit, but, yeah, they've been doing some solid work there. Kevin Lonkinen, the rookie goaltender, has been good for them. Dallas Stars, a little surprise here. They've been struggling. A lot of it has been blamed on their uh, COVID situation where the whole team was, like, wiped out with it before the season started. I think that has something to do with it. I mean, in the offseason, too, they didn't really do much from that Stanley Cup team. And you, I don't know, you, like, see the memes and the jokes on uh, NBA Twitter about – do you even have a Twitter? I do, but I don't really – um. I don't really use it too much other than for, like, checking tweets. Your, yeah, and then you send a lot of your news via Instagram, I've noticed. So. But anyway, yeah. NBA Twitter, it's like the whole thing is LeBron James has a Mickey Mouse ring because they won it in Orlando and is a weird, like, NBA playoffs. I think you could safely say the Dallas Stars have a uh, Mickey Mouse um, um, Stanley Cup refi- uh, runner-up whatever award that is. I, I feel like if it was any other season, any other, like – any other way they did the playoffs with fans and all the normal stuff, they would not have been in the Stanley Cup final. But, um, yeah, they've taken a big step back this year. Columbus Blue Jackets are sitting at seven with a point percentage of 474. They're 14, 16, and eight. And the Detroit Red Wings are last at 12, 21, and five. So that's your Discover Central. Chris, anything catch your eye here? Any any teams you want to discuss? Any fun stuff? I think I was just surprised with Florida this year. I wasn't expecting them to uh, kind of perform the way they performed. You know, I think they're doing a little bit better than I thought. 
Yeah, no, they definitely are. They're one of the more surprising teams in the league. And besides that, I think it's kind of Blackhawks are surprising a little bit, but I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So I'm not really like, just, I don't know if you want to call that surprise or not. Yeah. They're 3-7-0 in their last 10, so they're going back down to where they probably should. Yeah. Stars, a little bit of surprise. I think it's understandable why they're kind of struggling, though. Not a lot of changes from that team last year, and I don't think they're really as good as they were meant they're like they played last year so yeah that's your uh, central division as we stand we're gonna move on to the uh we'll do the east next the uh, mass mutual east division um so number one you got the caps which the devils have helped a lot in their quest to get to 23 wins nine losses and four overtime losses the 23 part the devils have helped out a lot um, Devils play them tonight. They're 7-3-0 in their last 10. Yeah, the Caps are rolling. The yeah. Islanders are two team that proves me wrong. Year in and year out, Barry Trotz and his system are doing work. 14-1 and and two at home this year. Jesus. The, the whole uh, COVID's not going to make home ice advantage thing is important. It's a myth, by the way. Mm-hmm. So that's a mess. Yeah. A lot of these teams are playing really good at home. Uh, Devils Penguins are better on the road. Are, three, yes, they Anomaly. are. Anomaly. Disgusting. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. I'm looking at it right now. We'll, we'll break that down here in a second. The Penguins are third, 24-11-2, point percentage. They're rolling, the Penguins. A lot of people thought they were going to take a step back. I did too, but I think I still had them in my playoffs. Could be wrong, though. Might have them at five. I don't know if I had the Islanders or them at five. So... Uh, Bruins are next. They're sitting at fourth, a six two one save per, or six save percentage, six two one point percentage, eighteen ten and five. That's your top four, and I'd be surprised if that changes by year year end. Um, the Flyers have thirty eight points. The Bruins have forty one, but the Flyers' point percentage is five four three, and the Bruins is six two one. So they got a decent amount of ground to make up there. Flyers are seventeen fourteen and four. They have not been playing good hockey. Four five and one their last ten. So. Uh, Rangers are next. They've been playing better as late. They're six three and one. Their last ten. They're starting to get it together a little bit. Seventeen five and f- seventeen fifteen and four. They might pass the Flyers, maybe, but I don't see them coming close to a playoff spot. Devils are sitting at seventh, four five six save percentage, thirteen six and five. Yeah, the home away splits are four eleven and two at home, and nine five and three on the road. Oh <laughs> and four in shootouts too. Fun fact that. Fun, fun stuff, you know. Saber mm. seven twenty three and six. They're dead last in the league and the division. Not a good year for the Buffalo Sabers. I feel like honestly, this division's kind of gone how people expected it to. Maybe people thought it was going to be a lot more competitive, but besides that, I think it's kind of like the teams that are up top and the teams that are at the bottom. You know. Yeah, the East has been a uh, quite interesting. I mean, the Flyers are imploding. Um, the Devils are like winning against Boston, but not winning against teams like Buffalo. Um, we should just, you know, play Boston almost every game of the season. Um, it, and uh, the Rangers are coming alive scoring, unfortunately. Um, but I, I don't think we're surprised to see Washington being near the top, Boston being near the top, and, you know, Pittsburgh starting to kind of turn it on, the Islanders doing their thing, so... Yeah, I think, like I was saying there, I, I think it's relatively how people expected it to be, maybe a little less competitive. I think the big talk was, oh, this is by far going to be the best division. I don't think we've necessarily really seen that this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's going pretty uh, 
pretty too on par to how we expected. I think so. the reason for that is because we have this inner division play. Like if we had the Metro playing against other divisions, we'd probably see what we saw in the past with like the yeah, Metro being point. the strongest division. But because the Metro is playing well, the Metro plus Boston minus Columbus and Carolina, because it's basically playing itself, it's like everything's gonna even out, you know? Yeah, I got you. That's a good point. Alrighty, we'll go to the Honda West division. Colorado sitting at top seven one four, and so are Vegas. They're tied at seven one four point percentage. Those two teams are a lot of fun, and it's a shame we're gonna have to see them play kind of early here in the playoffs. Um, yeah, the playoff format just absolute garbage this year. Another thing the NHL screwed up. Uh, the Wild have turned it around recently. They're six three and one their last ten. I know before that they were playing some good hockey. They're at six five seven save percent or point percent. She's and they're sitting at third. The Blues. This is getting interesting. This uh, division. The Blues are at four right now, and the Yotes are at five. They're only separated by one point. Their point percentage is also really close. And then the Kings are hanging around there too with a point percentage kind of close to these guys so very interesting um that race right there it's yeah the sharks they're at seven too and they they have very similar to the Kings. so that, this interesting this division is probably close yeah i'm not yeah. gonna lie i'm pulling for the yotes a little bit to get that four spot i'm not i don't like them for whatever <laughs> reason i don't know it's something about them just rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, I, I want the Blues to get it. I, I like the Blues. Uh, and if it's Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota, St. Louis, I think I nailed the four teams in the playoff. You might have, too. This was a pretty easy one. I forget. I think that though. was the easiest division to predict. Yeah. Uh, and then Ducks are shitting out last in the division. Ducks are having a rough year. John Gibson's not having a good year either. Makes me kind of sad, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the West. Anything catch your eye here? I feel like it's kind of going on par besides how close it is by the four spot. Yeah, I mean, I think we were getting what we expected from the California teams this year, except maybe L.A. L.A. may be playing a little bit better than uh, I expected. Um, I would love to see, you know, Arizona pull it off and get a spot in the playoffs this year just for their fans. You know, I know the organization's been through a lot of murky stuff that, you know, as a fan, we don't approve of or like. But at least for their fan base, it'd be nice to see them get in through that four spot. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, basically where we're at yes sir so moving on to the canadian division which looks like the scotia north division the canadian division looks like it's actually kind of decided here (laughs) um so the point percentage between fourth and fifth is 608 the edmonton oilers and fifth is flames at 473 so that's the difference right now Mm. so looks like this one's all but decided toronto winnipeg montreal edmonton top four and then you got calgary vancouver and ottawa the bottom three. So, uh, I think the only thing I switched here, I might have had, I had, I definitely had Calgary in. I was high on Calgary. I was wrong about them. Yeah. Um, I think I, I had, had Calgary Vancouver in. And I know that. And maybe, yeah, I was not high on Vancouver. I remember I spent like two minutes in the episode when recording <laughs> that, just ripping them. Um, I forget who I have in. Maybe it's, Calgary over Winnipeg or Calgary over Edmonton, I forget. Remember when I didn't think Montreal would make it? Yeah, but then you kind of like seem smart there for a little bit and then they fired their coach and then figured it out a little bit. But yeah, Montreal's a nice team, so they're going to make some noise. I think they're still easily the second best team in that division. I think they're better than Jets, but we shall see. Um, Yeah, Sens are last, Canucks are sixth, Calgary's fifth. So, and Canucks are having some COVID issues now. The whole 
country Canada seems like they're having COVID issues now. I heard they're all like going back into lockdown stuff. I wonder how that affects sports, but whatever. Yeah, I know they worked out a a deal the NHL did with Canada where the quarantine's like reduced to seven days or something for the trade deadline. Yeah, I wonder if but, that gets changed because the whole entire country is like, or not the whole entire country. I know some provinces are going mm. into lockdown. So, but yeah, that's your update on the division standings. Uh, Chris, anything you want to add here before we get back to our meat for our episode? No, I, I think uh, I was definitely off with my Vancouver pick, sadly. I, I had a lot of belief in them, um, and I was definitely wrong about Montreal, even though they did kind of regress decently uh, for a while there. But uh, Canadian division, I think, you know, there were three teams we basically kind of knew were going to be in, and the rest was just a wild, wild west. So, yeah. So a little uh, breaking news here. Uh, New Jersey Devils forward Nikita Gusev did clear waivers. <laughs> So. Yes. So uh, I'm guessing taxi squad is where he'll be. Yeah, I'm guessing too. So that's that's what I would expect. Sorry, just updating the page real quick. Usually, no, Devils forward Nikita Gusev clears waivers. Okay. Sorry. All right. Game recaps. We're only recapping two: the 3:28 game on Boston uh, against Boston, and the 3:30 game against Boston. Both in Boston, a win and a loss. 3:28 was a one nothing dub. Great, great job by Mackenzie Blackwood in this game. 40 save shutout. Paul Mary had a goal in the first period. Ty Smith shot it from the point, I believe, and like went off Palm's leg into the net. Mm. No goals after that. Overall, Devils played well too. It wasn't like one of these games where Blackwood like had to make a lot of saves and the Devils weren't playing well. The Devils got their own chances too. And Halak was good for the um, Bruins as well. Like it, the shot attempts were about the same. The goal share was about the same. So Devils well earned three points. It was in, like the longest final 30 seconds of that game ever. Oh, yeah, this is the game. So that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so we first had a Bruins goal. Uh, a goal. And I'm yep. making a goal. Uh, what are those things called? Like uh air quotes or yeah, you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, air quotes. so it was it not was goal. it was ruled a goal originally and i mean it was very it, i wouldn't say very clear but it was very clear to me uh blackwood covered the puck up and then i think it was david Krejci or whoever it was came flying in there yeah. with stake uh stake skate stick first right in the blackwood's glove and the puck went free and then finally went in the net so yeah. i made the right call i was kind of surprised they overturned it i mean there was, there was the way NHL too works. much for uh them to not overturn it so like blackwood clearly I, I know they kept saying oh it's bang bang i'm like okay well blackwood had it covered it was under his glove yeah, if the stick doesn't push his glove <laughs> it stays under his glove so that's point number one and basically Krejci goes in like spearing on the keeping his stick on the ice just spearing straight in and then once he knocks the puck loose he keeps going i don't know if you noticed he like was pushing blackwood with his stick so that then turns into goaltender interference because blackwood can't make a play yeah, so because he, he kept like <clears throat> pushing him with his stick and skating through and it it was just i would have been stunned if they didn't overturn it so yeah so good call by the officials pretty clear goaltender interference there and then uh what was this with like three seconds left even maybe less than that like Kenzie Blackwood had like the save of the year he was a beautiful toe kick save they actually reviewed it because 
the puck was like about to cross, and right when it was about to cross, Mackenzie Blackwell got his toe there and yeah. kicked it out. It was like it the was slimmest a of pieces of the puck that was still touching the red. Like it couldn't yeah. have gotten any more past the red line without being a goal. Yeah, so that was an exciting game. Very well earned two points there. Anything else you want to add before we move on to the not so good game? Uh, we know Palms just destroys Boston, so maybe uh, Boston make a move. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Stay tuned. We'll talk more about that next episode. <laughs> uh, 3.30, March 30th was their second game against Boston. It's 5-4 shutout loss. Uh, Wood and McLeod got first period goals. There was a Boston goal sandwich in between there. So it was 2-1 after one. Zajac and Palms got period two goals. 4-2 after two. Boston makes a 4-4 with two goals in the last 10 minutes. I think that's what made this lo- uh, loss sting so much is not that they were up 4-2, but the fact that the two goals came later in the game. Uh, I went to a sh- overtime period where Boston controlled like the whole – they had the puck in the devil zone or like they had control of the puck for the first like – two and a half minutes of overtime. Then they took a penalty and then the devils had control for the last like two minutes of overtime on a power play. <laughs> Excuse me. Neither team scored. Went to a shootout. Of course, devils improved <laughs> or the devils dropped the own foreign shootout this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say it was a tough loss. At the end of the day, mm. when you look at the numbers and overall game, the Devils had a 39% course and 4%. Is that means they only had a 39% share of the shot attempts. And they only held a goal share of 40%. Yeah. So I, I don't think they even deserved a point in this game. I know they're up 4-2. So, yeah, they better have gotten a point if they're up 4-2. Uh, that was a little – Halak was not good in this game. And, uh, yeah, so – that was my take. Mackenzie Blackwood had a very soft goal. Probably the softest goal of his career. I don't know After if you caught that like, one. After making one of the greatest saves ever. Yeah, the next game he followed up with, it was like a shot into the mitt, the glove, and it like, he closed his glove to her. I don't know, it was weird. It like banged off his glove and went in. But besides that, he was really good. Mm. 44 saves on 48 shots. So a couple nights after facing 40, he's faced 48. So got to love that pair. Um, yeah, I unfortunately missed that one. I, I so. saw that we lost finally to Boston in um, a shootout, which, you know, maybe that's my fault. Maybe. Maybe it is. I didn't, you know, jinx him properly before the second game. So... Yeah, no, I just got a message from our chat that Evgeny Sheshnikov is on waivers. That's Sheshnikov, the, what? That's, that's uh, the, his brother, Andre's yeah. brother in Detroit, right? Yeah, not the um, Hurricanes. Yeah, Andre, Andre's one. in Carolina. His brother's in Detroit. Yeah, I'm trying to look up what his like whole deal is but uh, supposedly someone thinks he's having a good year I'm not really sure I mean I, I would doubt it I don't know who's having a good year on Detroit but anyway he's on waivers don't get that confused with Carolina Hurricanes Sheshnikov so um, yeah I know you said you didn't get to watch this game much so that is that what the game recaps I think unless you have anything to add over the two games so no I think we basically covered them I mean everything I have to say about them um. All right, moving on. Game previews. We are gonna preview or preview one, two, three, four games this week. They got today's game, which is four-two against the Caps. We're not gonna really talk about that one. Then they got four-four at home against the Caps. Four-six 
at home against Buffalo, 4-8 in Buffalo, and then back end of that is a 4-9 game versus Pittsburgh at home against Pittsburgh. We talked about that this team's in standings. Washington's having a really good year. Uh, Ilya Samsonov just got hurt last night, I believe it was, so we'll probably see Vanek tonight, and maybe we'll see Craig Anderson, I think, is their third goalie there sometime. If Samsonov's injury furious, Ovechkin's doing his thing. He's making the push for the uh, Rocket Richard. <laughs> he really mm-hmm. turned it on there the past couple of weeks. Pittsburgh having a really good year. They're doing their thing. Steve, Matt, what's his first name? Steve Sullivan? Who's yep. their head coach? Yep, Steve Sullivan. Uh, Christian Jari's doing well. He rebounded nicely. Casey Smith's doing well. He's rebounded nicely at the rough start of the year. Crosby's doing a thing. Pittsburgh's having a really good year. And, of course, the Buffalo Sabres, just not good. <laughs> so nope. that's who the devil's seen this upcoming week. We'll talk more about how this game's result next week. Anything you want to add about these teams here before we move on? Uh, just glad Buffalo got their win out of the way. Yeah, that was that was good. It was not against the devil. So. Yes. Uh, alrighty. So that's our preview segment. We're gonna move on now. We're rolling along now. We yeah. have the TBD segment where we're just basically this week. It's not like three different things we're gonna talk about. We're just gonna talk about Devils' prospects and how they're doing. So I brought some stats for you. We could talk about them a little bit. So uh, before we move on, I looked up Evgeny Sashnikov's year. He has five points in ten games this year, which isn't bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know his underlying numbers, so those tell the good story. So. He's only 24. I'm surprised he was waiver. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. He was waiver eligible. So, do you have yeah. any Shneshnikov update? All right, prospects. We're going to break it down. We'll start with the first three first rounders from last year. Dawson Mercer, just electric, man. Still one of the top steals of the first round. I'm declaring it. One of my favorite players, too, in this draft. We you got him go at 17, my- right? Uh, was it 17, 18? It was somewhere it was in there. the second or third pick. I think the third was one was pick. yeah. I think the yeah, third, the third, one, third was one was the defenseman. Doing one, yeah. yeah. But their second one was Mercer. It's like a 17, 18 range. But mm-hmm. so Dawson Mercer, 17, uh, 17 goals, 17. Ass- what did I just say? 19 goals, 17 assists, and thir- uh, 36 points in 22 games played. This point percentage, point per game. Geez, I'm really struggling talking today. This point per game rate is the third highest in the queue this year. I haven't gotten to watch him play much. I've watched a little highlights. I mean, from the point total and the, the few times I've watched him play, he's looked just terrific. I think there's a very good chance we see him on the roster next year, opening night. Mm-hmm. He's more energy already than Alexander Holtz, in my opinion. Uh, I truly think that. I know Holtz is playing in a pro league and Mercer's playing in junior league, but uh, the way the way Mercer's game, he's he's very reliable on his own end. Holtz is still working out his defense. He's producing in his own end. Like I said, I know the leagues are different. SHL's like a men's league, and this is a junior league, but I really like what I'm seeing from Dawson Mercer. I think he should be on the I mean, roster it's hard next not year. To. So. Um, Holtz is playing over in SHL, who's still having their season. Q, MJ, HL is still like in Mr. Season 2. Holds 7 goals, 11 assists, 18 points in 40 games played. This, Unfortunately, this point total is less than he had last year. Um, Kind of regressed with his statistics. Now, I haven't been able to watch him play. So, on basing off the stats, which is not usually a good thing to do. But the stats are a little bit underwhelming compared to how they were last year. We thought he'd take more of a step forward with production. I'm assuming his ice time's gone up from last year, too. I know he was getting first line time there for a while. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen him most recently like on the middle sixth roll. 
But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not worried about it, but his production definitely didn't increase how I think many of people would have thought. We'll see him in training camp next year. I'm interested to see, though, what the Devils do with him next year because I think they can return him to the SHL if they want. So, we'll yeah. see. Uh, Shakir Mukahamadoulin. How's he KHL. doing over in Russia? Not great. Well, I wouldn't say not great. Um, so, you do you remember how he started his season off, like the most points by an under however old player? Mm-hmm. So, literally from that time, I don't think he registered another point and played 40 games. <laughs> he only had 10 points in 40 games. The KHL season's over, so he's not going to be playing anymore. This is another guy where I didn't really get to watch him at all. His point total is not impressive, but he's, he's just a weird prospect. He's not really known for his offense, so that's fine. I don't really know how he looked outside of that. I mean, even... Even outside of that, I wasn't a fan of this pick in the first place. So we'll see how Muka Hamadoulin does. I would be very surprised if we saw him in the NHL next year. Um, I, I don't know how. I don't know when his KHL deal expires. So I don't think. I don't even know if he's eligible for the AHL next year. So that's mm-hmm. something to keep your eye on. Uh, who's next? Nolan Foot is next, and he's probably with Dawson Mercer, one of the more electrifying prospects in terms of production this year for the Devils. Five goals, ten assists, and fifteen point in with fifteen points and sixteen games played this year for the Binghamton Devils. My opinion, the easiest. Uh, sorry, the best Binghamton Devils player this year. Hmm. Plus two rating, which I know plus minus sucks as a stat, but the Devils are such a bad team. Seeing a player in a plus. Uh, something's going right. Plus category, something's going right, I guess. Um, he, he just looks comfortable out there, man. I, I want to see him in the NHL as soon as possible. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say as soon as possible, but like in by the end of the season, I would like to see how he looks in the NHL. Uh, I think he's one of the devil's better prospects, and he's been great down there. So very pleasantly surprised with Mr. Foot. So. Mm-hmm. Kevin Ball. Um, I've watched every Binghamton Devils game, but... <laughs> two or three this year and Kevin Ball's performance I even got a second opinion on this with our friend over at the hockey writers Alex Chalvon C uh, he, he's not been great this year he's what we've seen out of him uh, we both agreed has not been too good uh, not worried though yet he's still only 20 years old 21 years old first pro league but yeah he's uh, in my opinion he's nowhere close to NHL ready yet I'd be surprised if he yeah, I don't think he's NHL time this year He'll definitely be in Devil's Camp next year, but I would think he would start in the AHL again, but you never know. I don't know. But, yeah, a little disappointing, his play this year. Uh, Nikita Okiok, another young rookie defenseman for the AHL Binghamton Devils. He started out a little hotter. Uh, he's more of a defensive guy, only three points in 15 games. He's looked a lot better than Ball. He, I think he's looked fine, pretty good. Pretty impressed with him. I believe he was a second rounder a few years back. Um, your boy, Michael Vucevic. <laughs> Apparently, uh, six, I pronounced his name wrong, so I'm just not going to attempt it. <laughs> oh, yeah, remember? I think Alex clarified that. <laughs> I forget what Alex said. Yeah, I forget. I forget too, unfortunately. But anyway, six points in 11 games played, which is a very good output, output for a defensive guy. Um, he's looked good too this year defensively one of the devil's better d-man which i guess technically isn't hard given how bad they played this year but impressed with him he's a, mm-hmm. a bright spot here so he's looking good <clears throat> riley walsh 
seven points in 15 games played. His offensive abilities looked really good to start the year. He's kind of cooled off scoring-wise. His defensive abilities need a lot of work. I would not expect to see him in the NHL this year. If he did, be like one of those, like, uh, Devils made some trades at the deadline, fill a roster spot, see what you can do. Um, but, yeah, I'm not too overwhelmingly impressed with him this year, especially because his defensive game needs so much work, but the offensive game is definitely there. So, mm-hmm. uh, Graham Clark, five goals, seven points in 12 games played. He's looked good. He's another bright spot here. Uh, he wasn't even supposed to be playing with Binghamton this year, but given COVID and whatever he's has, and he's taking advantage of it. He's skating on a first line with Brett Sini and Nolan Foote. Like I said, five goals, goal scoring ability has been on display. He's looked pretty good. Maybe the Devils have a uh, bottom, bottom line bottom six forward here mm-hmm. goal scoring forward here in this future but who knows he's looked nice though so that's all the prospects i really want to talk about uh anything that i said catch perk your ears up or anything you want to add here about any of these guys i'm just glad to hear so many of the positive things that you have to say about prospects because we've been uh, struggling up top you know at the top level um especially the michael i can't apparently say his last name but big fan of him the freight train in the middle good to see he's uh, producing points as well and contributing down there um it's a lot to look forward to for next year in terms of prospects um unfortunately i wish we would like stop saying that every year but yeah yeah no good stuff there sorry i just got an alert that the mets series against the Nats got postponed so they're gonna be open oh up here in on monday i think i might have to snag some tickets on StubHub so i can see the ground pitch but we'll see i'm going tuesday's game oh the citizens tickets. bank yeah um i'm going to tuesday's game i wasn't going wednesday because the weather kind of looks sketchy mm-hmm. but monday i might try to go and find tickets on StubHub. there's none left on the phillies website but yeah complete sidetrack but anyway. i'm telling you man i don't know about this start i don't know about this start i don't, I don't like i don't like this start already oh uh, yeah blame the nationals <laughs> i'm a mets fan i get i get very off kilter very easily i don't know about this yeah. start man <laughs> oh well that's talking baseball for you so uh double stock up stock down segment only two games that we talked about so not much going on stock up definitely mckenzie blackwood played really well called Pem- 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 and uh, just wretch looks good um my only stock down i had pavel zaka elite pavel zaka has taken a step back here not really producing on the score sheet and his numbers haven't been great but mm-hmm. i mean there really was only two games so i don't know much anyone that caught your eye that i didn't mention and in a good no, I was going to mention way. Blackwood and Paul Mary. Um, I don't know if you put Goose Evans stock down with the fact that he got ended up on waivers, but oh, no, well, I don't know. He hasn't played in so long, so who knows? Yeah, stock uh, stock inconclusive. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's it here. I mean, nothing we can really talk about much, you know. No. So. Your Binghamton Devils update. This is kind of just this segment turned into how many games did the Binghamton Devils <laughs> lose this week? They only lost one because they only played one. Um, OT lost 3 2 to Wilkesbury. 3 7, 4 and 1 on the season now. Two wins in their last 13, I think it is. Four game losing streak. Foot is up to 15 points in 16 games. Um, he has a low scoring streak, too. I don't know the exact numbers of it, but he's on a very solid stretch of play. Binghamton, next game is this Saturday against Hershey in um, Hershey. Then Monday at home versus Lehigh Valley. And then Wednesday at home versus Hershey. So that's your Binghamton Devils outlook for the week. Not good. Um, 
they're scoring goals at a decent rate. It's their defense and goaltending has been atrocious. I think, I don't know. I think you can put the blame equally on both parties. Their goalies definitely have not looked good. I think we talked about this a little last week about Devils goaltending prospects do not look too hot right now. Gilly Sen has taken a large step back, and mm. besides that low run we had for Binghamton last year towards the end of the year, he's not looked good in pro hockey. Uh, Evan Cormier is nothing more than a AHL backup. He spent a lot of time in ECHL, so I'm not ragging on him too much. He's doing what he could. Um, they got Nico Dawes, who they just drafted, mm-hmm. hanging out, but he's not in the pro league yet. Uh, Comrie still on the taxi squad with us? Uh, I think he got claimed. Uh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got claimed back to Winnipeg uh. a few weeks back. Um, Aaron Dell is still... I don't know if he's technically taxi squad or actual yeah. roster, but I know he's up at the big club. Um, but, yeah, so their prospect tool, Nico Dahls, Cole Brady, uh, Gilly Sen, Akir Schmid are their basic goalies. So not a great list. Uh, maybe Dahls could turn into something. Cole Brady had a solid year for Arizona State. Need to get those guys to Binghamton ASAP because the guys they have in Binghamton now are not doing too hot. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's your Binghamton Devils update. So, yeah. Besides that, I think that's all we have. Next week, like I said, we're having a trade deadline episode. Maybe we'll get a guess on talk about the trade deadline. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, see what I could cook up. Uh, what else? So, as I talked about last week, we'll have our. I, I know I keep talking about it. it's not going to be for a little bit, but I'm very excited for when we do this expansion league mock thing that we're going to end up doing. That's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. I know we got a few months for it. We didn't even get the playoffs yet, but we'll definitely be doing that. Uh, besides that, I don't think there's much else to say, Chris. So Other than let's go Devils, baby. Yes, sir. Look at that. I led you into that perfectly, this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's go, Devils. Everyone stay safe out there. And we should talk to you guys around the same time next week, hopefully. So, mm-hmm. later. <laughs>